0: Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory in downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller up in Collingwood and the Anticipation was building all day long. Sends content after sends content, and then the moment happened. Six o'clock rolled around. They tricked us into watching the news, but we persevered, and on the other side came out with not only the most beautiful jerseys in the National Hockey League, but two top five picks, the best defenseman in the draft, the most electric offensive player, and some character to boot. It wouldn't be a Sens draft without it. We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team, every day. Today is Tuesday, October 6th and Pilsy. The Ottawa Senators got way better today.
1: Absolutely. The
0: 2020 NHL
1: draft is not a disappointment for the Senators. Getting Timmy Stutzla at number three, Jake Sanderson, the best defenseman in the draft at number five, and Ridley Gregg at number 28, filling a bunch of different needs. I'm so excited that the hypotheticals for the first round at least are over, and we can get into these three new Ottawa Senators.
0: But before we do, there was a lot of intrigue around LA. What were they going to do? They made the right choice. It was Quinton Byfield, which for a consolation prize, and I've said this on the show before, I'm convinced the Ottawa Senators had Timmy Stutzla as the number two ranked player in the draft. What about his game? For someone who's been living under a rock for the past 68 to 70 episodes of this show, what is Timmy Stutzler going to bring to the National Hockey League?
1: Excitement. I'll say that first and foremost. And look, we take a lot of stock in what Craig Button says. So let's have, hear a quote from him. Craig Button says, Tim Stutzler takes the game by the throat. And that's the kind of interesting you love. You want a high-impact guy who's not going to wait around to make his move. He's coming right at you with the best that he's got. And with the hands and the explosiveness that Timmy Stutzler has, he's, there's no limit to what offensively he can try to create with dekes, passes, shots. He's already putting up points against men in the DEL. This is an incredible pick. And Sens fans, I am fired up for Timmy Stutzler, the German Ottawa senator at pick number three.
0: We still have to get confirmation at what's going to be on his name bar because we've seen it typed with the two dots above the U and we've seen the umlaut where it is going to be. You're convinced? You're the German analyst on the show, Pilsey. Are we getting the UE? That's what they had on the Sportsnet broadcast.
1: Yeah, it sounds like we're getting the UE. That's the English way to spell it. Like you said, the two dots above the U. That's if you're speaking in German, then you use that. So I think we're going to get the E on there. And 88 just looks so clean on those new black jerseys.
0: Yeah, and you almost like the E when you add the extra eight because you don't want the nameplate to be thinner than the numbers. This is getting into aesthetics a little bit too much. But uh, Timmy stutzla it does have say, well, he had to stretch out his name coming to North America. He had to stretch out his number two. He did say if he had his choice, it would be number eight. But Frank Finnegan would roll over in his grave if that were the case. So 88 it is. Timmy Stutzla, you love that Alex Trebek made the pick. What was your initial reaction when you see that legendary host of Jeopardy, Ottawa native, and the way he did it, it was just priceless?
1: Look, we've been uh, ragging on the Ottawa social media and the PR team a little bit here, saying it's a little vanilla, it's a little boring. I'm confident in saying that was the most interesting, unexpected, exciting way to uh, call a first-round pick of the entire first round. Like No one saw that coming. Alex Trebek, what an absolute legend. They had some fun with it, and I think that's great because that third overall, this you're not going to get this moment very often spice it up have some fun and alex trebek made it fun although i think people could maybe calm down asking what timmy stutzler thinks of alex trebek and jeopardy i'm not sure that's that's really a hit show in germany so maybe he's not quite aware of that
0: it does have some carry like i wouldn't be surprised if there's a channel that midday on the german cable network that would carry jeopardy i'd be shocked actually if it didn't now this is perfect timing so we're recording Just before 11 o'clock, we have so much more to get in with you. There were some surprises. It was until pick 22 that we got our first one, who wasn't in our top 93. We'll tell you who that is a little bit later. We'll obviously get into Jake Sanderson. There's so much to dive into on that. The fact that Ottawa surprised absolutely no one by going with a safe selection later in the first round. But, Pilsy, I want you to react to this. Brian Burke just said on Sportsnet that Pierre Dorian was his number one star of the night look i think
1: where you can chalk all this down to is that ottawa senators got the best defenseman in the draft let that sink in when you get if you're a team that's building from the back end like the senators are look at a lot of their first round picks in uh the recent history they are heavy and then you add Branstrom into the mix too and they just got the jewel of all defensemen in this draft at number five, you can't blame them at all. And you mentioned it. This has Ottawa senators stink all over it. A safe defenseman from UND going to be playing with other already drafted UND players. And a legacy guy
0: to watch Pierre Dorian's reaction. When that was brought up, he sounded like these players just raved about, about um, Jake Sanderson's game saying that he spoke with JBD, he spoke with Shane Pinto. And how cool is this, Pilsy, before we really get into his game? UND is about to create a bubble environment, and there will be NCAA hockey at the Ralph, at UND's campus, at the end of October. This is going to be fantastic.
1: If there's one thing I'll say that's that's great about the selections is We're going to get to see Timmy Stutzla earlier than we would Byfield. And you just mentioned Jake Sanderson. So now we get to see, we know these are our guys now. We get to see them in action. I'm so stoked for that.
0: Okay, I I do have to make one correction. It's the end of November that UND will be playing, and we're still not sure on the DEL season. Uh, Initially, it was a November 13 starting date. It's been pushed back, but we'll see when the DEL gets underway. What is really cool, though, is Stutzla is going to be playing with sixth overall pick from last year's draft, Marit Sider, on Mannheim, whenever that does get going. Um, Let's talk about positionally for Stutzla before we move on. Again, and this is going to be an all-over-the-place episode. It's 11 o'clock at night. We've been up all day anticipating. we got to get some reaction out to you guys here. That's what the Locked On Senators podcast is known for. Immediate reaction. But immediately, what's your sense? Is Timmy Stutzler going to play left wing or center at the NHL level?
1: Well, I'll be honest. Right from the bat, I was pretty concerned with Dorian's response when he was asked the same question. He said they're going to start Stutzler on the wing and transition him to center. That's not what I want to hear when your main goal was to draft an elite number one center and the first thing you say is we're going to start him on the wing. I don't know about you, Ross, but this has a slight hint of Alex Galchenyuk on it for me. No, and stop
0: it. That's, look, that's not true.
1: You've got a guy who you want to be a centerman, but pro- possibly projects better as a left winger. I don't want this confusion of, is he going to play on the wing? Is he going to be a centerman? This is the guy that you've invested a third overall pick in one of the deepest drafts ever that's going to change your franchise forever. And we're him and Han about where we're going to put him on the ice.
0: No, I'm not worried about where he plays on the ice because look at his last season. You, you could say the most impressive he was, was at the World Juniors. And he was centering a line with two players. One might be a senator tomorrow. We'll get in before the end of the show to the best available players going into round two. But he was the straw that stirred the drink of that line. And he did it from the middle of the ice. So I don't buy into this conspiracy that he can't play the center of the ice. If Marco Rossi and I know he's built like a, a brick house, but he's not as big as, as Timmy Stutzla. He's not as agile on his feet. If Rossi can play the middle of the ice, so can Stutzla, and I look forward to him excelling there. I would be shocked if he doesn't play there going forward at the NHL level or wherever. I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't play center in the DEL this year. I think that Pierre Dorian will have a conversation with the scout or with the head coach or with the management more likely and Mannheim and maybe see what, what the plan is there because I think it would give them a bit of a head start and maybe some more confidence to play middle of the ice in the DEL.
1: Well, I want to go back to something we talked about before when we're talking about centermen possibly moving to the wing, I'm not concerned about the size. It's a style of play and Stutzla, I think, still could use a lot of work on his defensive side of the game. Offensively, he's so gifted, so creative, and can make any play happen, which is why I think there's the conspiracy, as you said, of him maybe being projecting better on the wing. And I just, it just concerns me when, even though uh, the Senators have talked about this, they're still not quite sure how he's going to project and where he's going to end up. And starting him on the on the wing concerns me a little bit, but... At least I have some comfort in knowing that with pick number 28, they went for a centerman. So that kind of shores up that that worry if he ends up being a left winger, which if he ends up being a left winger, he's still going to be amazing and explosive. But the problem was you were looking for an elite number one center with picks three or five.
0: So you're telling me you would have preferred Lucas Raymond over Timmy Stutz at three?
1: I think, I think that would be an okay way to go because you've got other centermen in Perfetti and Rossi available later on. Heck, maybe even Stutzla would make it all the way to pick number five. All, all the way, no one chance. more pick to pick number five. I don't know.
0: No, there's no chance. And Stevie Y made the right decision as well, taking Lucas Raymond. Uh, it was disappointing, but it's one of those things. And we we're on the Locked On live stream, and we we're just saying that can't fault Rob Blake and Steve Eiserman, two legends of the game. That they're going to make smart decisions. And yeah. that's what they did. Applaud I? Them. But I think Pierre Dorion is in the same spot because you've got, in, our, in my opinion, that centerman, that elite level skill. Hey, for a team who needs to put, put fans in the seats whenever they're, that's allowed again, that's the player that you draft. And if it was at second overall, you still take that player. And at five, let's get into Jake Sanderson. How is he going to project? Like, could you see a situation where after this year, both he and JBD turned pro? and just remain together through training camp once they do?
1: Absolutely, I could see that. That makes so much sense. And I think that's what the Sens envisioned when they got Tyconic and JBD a couple of years ago in that draft. And Jake Sanderson, though, I said it, and I'll say it confidently, this was the best defenseman available in this draft I know I've already done this, but I want to go through this one more time so you guys can really let this sink in. The EP Draft Awards, here they are for Jake Sanderson. Best neutral zone defender. Best defensive defenseman. Best transition defenseman. Second best four-way mobility. Second best floor third best straight line skater, and third best offensive defenseman. This guy get it, gets it done in all zones of the ice, and I think he's going to make an incredible addition to this back end. He is easily the number one prospect for the de, uh, defense now that he's drafted at fifth overall.
0: My main takeaway from that, everyone knows his defensive acumen. That doesn't excite people at the top five pick. Third best offensive defenseman, and it's I'm sure Jeremy Poirier and Jamie Drysdale who'd be ahead of him. Those guys are elite offensive defensemen. So, the fact that he does bring that two way game and he ended this season off on such a tear offensively, do you not, as like I see him projecting as a 40 plus point guy for year after year after year, and there is so much value in that when you do have the backside of your game as well. I'd take a defenseman like that over a 60-point defenseman with less defensive acumen any day of the week. I think you would do that
1: if you're in our position as the Senators and you know you have Thomas Chabot, an elite point-producing guy. Then, of course, you take that because you've already got the point-producing covered. And, sure, I think maybe he can get 40. I don't know how much power play time he's going to get, though, Ross. I feel like uh, other guys in the Sens organization may be better puck-moving defensemen than they might get that time on the power play. So maybe you lose a little points there. But... Where Sanderson is going to get his points, his bread and butter, is that transition. Making that first breakout pass, he can make a good, hard, smooth pass on the tape of uh, forward heading into the offensive zone from the neutral zone. We saw it in some clips we watched of uh, the All-American Prospects game where he was making incredible transition passes. So I think that's where Sanderson's going to get his points is from secondary assists where he starts that breakout and then the third guy finishes it.
0: Well, in that top prospects game, which Sam Cosentino said was the best single-game performance he saw from any prospect all season long, that's high praise. But not only was he going to get the secondary assist, in that game he had two primary assists that resulted in tapping goals, which just shows the offensive problem-solving and ability to, to move well on, in two of these cases, odd man rushes where he leaves a defender falling flat trying to find where he's gone with the puck and then is able to make a nifty backhand pass and seal things off. I think it's a fantastic selection and it was basically split. We put up a poll at Send Central on Twitter. We right when the sends went on the clock, we put the poll up. It was a 5-minute poll, simple this. You can pick one. That's it. And this is after by the way we said they're they're going to take Sanderson because it was just the most Senators pick ever. Askarov or Sanderson and After 80 votes in four minutes, Askarov had 50.5% of the votes. Would you have gone Askarov or would you have gone with Jake Sanderson?
1: I would have gone Sanderson like the Sens did. The best defenseman in the draft, sure. I do think Askarov is going to be a generational talent goalie and he is the best goalie in the draft. But you've got enough guys in the Sens prospect pool already for goalies. We love Joey Decord. I think Mandelisi has some time. Sogard is going to be good. So I think Sanderson was the way to go because that's just screams Ottawa Senators pick.
0: Skarov, for the record, did go 11th overall to the Nashville Predators, the only goalie in the first round. And as a goalie-friendly show, we have to mention that. Before we tell you the poll that we put up before the 28th pick, let's tell you, about a brand new best-selling book from a great author. It's the Daily Stoic. It comes from the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. Look, You can accept what you cannot control, and you have to adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You don't control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or How the ball bounces. It's about how you adapt to it. Lives of the Stoic, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marsilius Aurelius is available now wherever you get your books.
1: Look, guys, talking about erectile dysfunction, it's never easy. Usually we try to brush it off, blame ourselves, like I just lost my mojo, or I had a long day at work. Sorry, I'm tired. I've got a headache. But these excuses you won't need them now that roman is here it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication here here's what you want to hear guys it's simple safe and totally discreet with roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your home a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate roman will ship it to you with free that's free, guys. Free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is the easiest part. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Thank God. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get fifteen bucks off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Getroman.com slash locked on NHL.
0: So the draft did continue after the top five, believe it or not. And before the 28th pick, like guys were flying off the board that were so surprising. It was the Columbus pick. I don't even know his name. I still don't. And watching the analysis of that Pilsy, that was one of the funniest parts of the night.
1: Yeah, but I think Brian Burke, his comment was, this is a right winger from Russia. Yeah. On Twitter, we had a bunch of guys, Joke Nevalainen, Scott Wheeler, they all tweeted out, uh, this guy wasn't even on our top 100 prospects. And he was picked in the first round. So,
0: by a team who doesn't have a second round pick and just got a third one from Montreal today. And by the way, pretty decently sized trade, Josh Anderson, Going to Montreal for Max Domi and that third rounder. So was this a case where you think Kekalainen was it was just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the guy I want. I think he's gonna be a good player. By the way, he's an overager, but he does have five goals in five KHL games this season.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Kekalainen and his strategy here is: look, you got to look at Columbus. It's similar to Ottawa. Unfortunately, it's not a free agent target. They're not going to be able to build through free agency. It's just not possible. you got to go through trades or the draft. And Columbus, they feel like they're in a window to succeed. They had a really good playoffs this season. They swept the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, the season before. So they think they can compete. They're getting an overage guy who's already lighting it up in the KHL, like you said. I think there was so much talent available If they're thinking more long-term, you could have picked a much better player. And maybe this guy wasn't on people's top 100. You probably could have waited until your third-round pick and scooped him up or tried to trade up late second or early third round.
0: I think it's so funny that we just keep saying this guy. We haven't even bothered looking him up because he's so (laughs) irrelevant. Um, Because we have bigger problems at our hands because the Sens – The draft really revolves around them. So at pick 28, we put up the same type of poll. And this was only available because Shakir Mukhamadoulin went in the first round. We had Justin Barron as a surprise pick. We knew kind of, but with the health problems, that that was a bit of a reach there. And who's the other one I'm blanking on that was a surprise? Jake Neighbors on the Do Not Draft. But another one where even the people who were low on him were like, He's going to go in the first round. Well, that's how some people actually felt about Ridley Gregg. But before we get to him, right before that pick, the poll was this. If it's one of these three, who are you taking? J.J. Paterka, Brendan Brisson, who ultimately went the next pick to Vegas, or Maverick Bork, who ultimately went the pick after to Dallas. So two of the three picks we had also went in the first round. The one that didn't won the poll was 71% J.J. Paterka. We're going to get to Paterka as one of the top players remaining for the Sens who pick second tomorrow, but they ultimately take Ridley Gregg. Now, the last time they drafted from the Brandon Wheat Kings was in 2011. Yeah, I forgot it on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Jordan France, 186 186 overall. He never played a game, but the year before that, they also drafted out of Brandon sixth round. That turned into Mark Stone. Now, I'm not saying that Ridley Gregg is like Mark Stone. No, I will not go there. But what I will say is he's a hard-nosed, old-school player, great in all three zones, reliable. This pick has a a very Colin White feel to it. Can I say that?
1: I'm going to go a different approach with this, Ross, and uh, I'm going to say it has more of a Shane Pinto feel to it, and not because of their style of play, but do you remember when the Senators were getting ready to select Shane Pinto, and there were guys like Bobby Brink, Arthur, um, I always forget his name, Kaliev, yep. Those guys were available, and they went with what a lot of people initially reacted, our, ourselves included, or at least me, hand up what was a reach with Shane Pinto And now looking back on it, almost all those people that said it was a reach, again, myself included, think it was the right move. And I think maybe Ridley Gregg will be a guy that does that as well. I was baffled that they left guys like Brisson and Maverick, Bork and Paterka on the board. That's so much talent. And I really thought maybe Ridley Gregg would be available on the other side of the the draft at pick 33. But I think... He's going to fit in so well with this culture. Don't get it confused, guys. I love the player. I just think they could have waited a little more on him and taken guys with better value here. But he's such a firecracker on the ice. This is the kind of guy you have. In a, I see him projecting as a really good bottom six guy. He's a loose cannon. He, I think he needs to work on his skating a little more. But I love... His mindset, he drives hard to the net for rebounds and tip pucks. I think a guy like Brady Kachuk is going to put him under his wing and he's going to learn a lot of really sneaky tips about how to make some friends in the scrums in front of the net.
0: This is what Elite Prospects, who is so much lower than anybody else, but they still had to tip their hat in this um, descriptor that they had he's outfitted with a seemingly bottomless tank Greg's energy impacts all three zones if there's a scrum he's involved if there isn't one he creates one sound familiar Brady <clears throat> uh, although average in stature few players in the draft bring more of a refined physical game and all out destruction he's an intelligently defensive player he attacks with pace offensively and has deft passing ability Pillsy do you take into account as well? So Ottawa drafts Jake Sanderson, a July birthday, late, late birthday. Ridley Gregg is an August birthday. One of the youngest players in this draft. Does that extra little rope to development intrigue you a little bit at what potential could be there untapped?
1: Definitely. And I think that that's a good route to take because you've got a little extra time with him and look, his time in Brandon in the WHL has been pretty good already. His I mean, we'll call it his rookie season. He played four games in 2017, 2018. But in 2018, 2019, full season, he had 35 points. And then this season, he bumped it up to 60 points in 56 games. So point per a game guy, team. on a bad guy. Yeah. And the thing is, this has Senators stink all over it as well. Another legacy player. And the irony here, Ross, is we had Ridley Gregg as being the perfect guy to go to Philadelphia. His dad played there. Or I think it's his dad. Yeah, uh, it yeah, his dad played in Philly and was a part of that franchise for a bunch of years. And ironically, the Philadelphia Flyers took who we wanted in Tyson Forster. So that's a little switcheroo Why do there. Why you got to go there? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was tough to watch that happen. But hey, let's let's stick with uh, Ridley Gregg here. I think he's going to do so well in this organization. And what the Senators are doing a good job of is getting guys with high character. I think he's going to be a glue guy in the locker room. Same with Timmy Stutzla. Like, that guy's smiling all the time. He's a happy dude. He feels very nice right now. We're glad to have him. I think these guys are going to be such a good fit into this organization.
0: Ridley Gregg, man, poor guy had the season cut short on him. He had six goals and eight points. In his last six games before the pause, so he was coming on offensively. So I don't want to hear any of this, Ridley Greg. Oh, he's a, a, just a, a a past. He's a fourth line guy. No, this guy brings first round skill, and that's why I'm a little confused why you think that it was such a reach. Because in our mock draft, we had him going 24th or 22nd.
1: I, I want to. I'll clarify my wording. I don't think it was a reach. I just think there was so much talent on the board where they could have gone somewhere else, and I think maybe he would have been available at 33.
0: Well, so Ottawa does pick in two, two slots, so they're going to have a chance to get probably, hopefully, the guy who they could have drafted here, and if they had been J.J. Paterka, people would have been fine with it. So a lot of talent has fallen out of the first round, and you look at some of those picks in the mid-20s. Wow, that is extremely impressive when you look at what fell and what of those fall was the most insane for you was it Rossi going after Jack Quinn was it Perfetti falling all the way to 10th or was it the other way around and seeing a guy like Shakir Mukhamadoulin who we had ranked like 45th I think go in the first round I'm
1: gonna go with Perfetti falling to Winnipeg like the, fa- the embarrassment of riches that the Winnipeg Jets have now. And they get to get a guy in Cole Perfetti who put up monster points this season. A guy we had as a lock at number four going all the way to ten. I think that's a massive win for the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Yeah, it's a huge win. And having him play with a guy like Mark Shifley is going to be so big. They're both hockey nerds. And I think that if, as a mentor, you couldn't ask for anything more than what Winnipeg was able to do, and not even have to trade up. They didn't have to do anything. They just waited, and it came right to them. And just like your food can come right to you. And that's what DoorDash is the perfect thing for. I use DoorDash tonight because between searching on Twitter and going on TSN 1200 today for the first time, I had a great, great time, but I was hungry afterwards. So I wanted Chinese food. So I opened my DoorDash app. I supported restaurants in my community, and we did it safely. Look, there's thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash because you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. While their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door, ordering Is so simple. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your national favorites like Chipotle or the Cheesecake Factory. Look, you can even get the number six combo from Wendy's. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless. So keep your community safe and order from DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Just download the app, DoorDash, and enter the promo code Locked on NHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download DoorDash app in the app store and enter promo code locked on. Don't forget that's locked on for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Pilsy, we won't keep it too much longer because round two of the NHL draft coverage starts at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. Send Central, the place to be on Twitter for your all notifications. We keep our board moving of who the best players available and there are some good ones. So Pilsy, I'm about to list you off the top 10 remaining players and we know that one of them will be available for Ottawa, but there's a chance that the first two could because Ottawa right now has four picks in the second round. At number 22, Noël Gundler is available. At 24, Jeremy Poirier is available. We also have at 28, Jan Mishak is there. Helge Grands at 30, is available at 32. Daniel Torgerson is right there, 33. Vasily Ponomarayov is there. William Wallander at 34. Topi Niamela at 35. And Ronnie Herovin, at thirty eight of those players, who stood out? Who do you want to see the Ottawa Senators draft? There's so much talent left
1: well unless i I miss it, missed it. I think you missed my guy and J.J. Paterka.
0: yeah, I don't see him on this list
1: he's number twenty seven on our list.
0: yeah, I see him now. I did just skip over that name. Nice fun. I was leaving a little piece of gold in the treasure. It's been a long day, Pelzy.
1: Hey, all good. And that just goes to show, I wasn't even, I was waiting for you to say him. This is my guy. And when you get Timmy Stutzla, I think Pierre Dorian, as we can see, has done a very good job of trying to build chemistry and get guys who know each other already and play good already. You got two Germans and JJ Baturka and Timmy Stutzla. I think it's going to be an incredible match. EP has him as having the best motor and the draft. And I love that. Listen to what JD Burke says will make second and third efforts to retrieve the puck where other players will relent and that's the kind of culture we're trying to build here i feel like dj smith that's music to his ears someone who's willing to work hard to get that puck and is not just gonna try once and is like okay i'm done i'll go for a quick change no he's a hound on that puck and he's gonna look, look absolutely beautiful in these new Sens jerseys if they get the chance to draft him at number 33
0: I'm glad you said that at the end because I'm going to give you a worst-case scenario. Detroit goes up, selects him at 32. Now you have to turn your attention elsewhere. Who's the pick for Pierre Dorian?
1: This is a player that I'm really interested in, and, and I, don't, I don't know if you mentioned him in your little list there as well, but Murat Kuznadinov. I know we just got a centerman in Ridley Gregg, but this guy, similar to uh, J.J. Paterka, he's someone that when you take the puck away from him, He's going to do whatever it takes to get it back. And I love that kind of mindset. He had 38 points in 44 games in the MHL. He's so good on the faceoff dot. I think this is a guy, he's going to be a transitional center, more of a passer than a shooter, but you're going to get a lot of talent after Murat. And the Russian development system has been back on the rise lately. There have been some real talent coming out of Russia. He's going to be another
0: one. So you want a high upside player. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Well, I think
1: I want guys who are going to have high work ethics. That's what I'm looking at. You heard me say it with J.J. Paterka, best motor in the draft. I love hearing that from EP draft guy. That's a word that I put a lot of stock into. And then Murat Kuznetdinov, he's a guy that is going to work hard on the forecheck. Will Scouch calls him a menace on the ice. These are the kind of guys I want. They're going to work hard to get the puck back if they lose it.
0: So let's say the Sens do get Paterka, and I'm going to finish off by asking you an NHL ETA for the three Sens draft picks. But if Ottawa does get Paterka, he makes it to the NHL. Do you play him on a line with Stutzla? Absolutely. Wow, oh, yeah. I just painted you into a corner. Who's playing center on that line? Stutzla. Oh, okay, so he's a center. Are you kidding me? So he's a center. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you drafted center third overall, so you love the pick.
1: I, uh, that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. If if there's any doubt, if if I was sitting here being like, hmm, maybe he's a left wing, then I then I don't hate the pick, but I don't like the pick. I'm thinking of Stutzla as a centerman all the way. But the fact that Pierre Dorian, the first thing he said is we're going to start him on the wing, that makes me nervous.
0: No, time will tell for that. But do you think, and Stutzla said, and by the way, go listen to his interview on 1200 with Mendez and Lee. That was awesome. He is such a... Uh, just happy-go-lucky Seaman Kitten. I mean, this is the best day of his young life so far. But do you see him as a situation that when the NHL comes back, he will play the Ottawa Senators next game?
1: Tough to say. I mean, it depends how he does in the DEL. And I'm, I'm a kind of guy who, if you, if you can afford the time to put him in Belleville, why not put him in Belleville, especially when it's a European player coming over and getting used to a North American style of game? There's no rush here. Why rush him into the NHL and have him lose confidence and kind of shake up his development and hinder it? Get him in Belleville, get him confident, and maybe move him up at the trade deadline when you know you've moved a couple veteran expiring contracts away and you've got those empty roster spots.
0: No, the Ottawa Senators have more than enough empty roster spots, Bills. Yeah, I don't think we're worried about that. With well, I'm Tim- hoping
1: they're going to sign some of their RFAs and UFAs. We'll see if they get that done by the deadline here.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. That is tomorrow night. Good point. We should mention 5 p.m. Everyone has to have that in. Uh, we're going to be recording right before that, though, because we're going to get this to you right after the NHL draft. We'll probably start recording after the sixth round because Ottawa doesn't have a seventh rounder. And, uh Yeah. Because there's going to be lots to talk about with Ottawa having four picks in the second round, but to finish off. So you said maybe on Stutzla, when should we expect to see Jake Sanderson competing for an NHL job? Again, I don't think you need to rush
1: this guy, especially with the decor that's coming up for the Sens. I figure Lassie Thompson will probably get an NHL start before Jake Sanderson does. Branstrom's going to be playing there. I think at least let Sanderson have a year, one year at UND, see where JBD's development is at. Because if you could bring those two in together, like you said, and have them play in the NHL as a pair, they're already comfortable and have good chemistry together. I think that's the ultimate move.
0: So Ottawa drafts 33 52. 59 and 61 tomorrow in the second round, then 64. So there's a 12 pick span from 52 to 64 where the Sens have four out of 12 picks. That is going to be awesome. Then they draft 71, no picks in the fourth round. Then in the fifth, they draft 155th round six, 158 and 181. Well, what I can not tell you for certain pillsy is the Ottawa senators organization has more value today than they did yesterday welcome to the Ottawa Senators Timmy Stutzla Jake Sanderson and Ridley Gregg. looking forward for another big crop of players and don't be surprised if Pierre Dorian pulls the trigger on a trade tomorrow for Brandon Piller I'm Ross Levitan this has been the Locked On Senators podcast your team every day